You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, how you doing? This is, uh, everyone welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing. I was out there daydreaming for a second. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, it's tough because, like, you and I are friends, right? So it's like I, I have had that problem where I'm like, oh, yeah, right, there's other people listening. <laughs> like, we're just talking about what we'd be talking about over, like, a pint at a conference, too, right? <laughs> Although we wouldn't be doing it as we are right now on the 24th of January, 2019. Um, just letting people know when this is happening in time because there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened in the in the news this week. So much, in fact. We don't have a guest this week. We have news. Lots of news. Lots and lots and lots of news. Um, Do we have news, Jim? We got tons of news. <laughs> it's, been, it's been an interesting week in the, uh, in the SEO world. There's been a lot of stuff getting talked about. Um, start with a little bit of house cleaning stuff. Um, uh, Dan Thieves. He's uh, been on Webmaster Radio on a couple of our shows. I know he was on The Alternative, the show you and I hosted like over a decade ago. Definitely mm-hmm. had him on then. Um, he must have been on Webcology at one time or another, if not serious oversight on our part. I read yesterday that um, Dan, who's this is a guy who's made uh, he's an SEO's SEO. He mightn't be one of the, the the most well-known people in the industry, but he's been around forever and made like just one of those guys who's made extraordinary contributions to the industry. Yeah. I think um, you know the Dallas Dallas Fort Worth uh, Search Marketing Group. He might have been. Uh, him and uh, uh, Bill Hartzer might have worked together to set that up. Um, that's a big contribution. Anyway, Dan posted that he's about three grand shy of what he needs for a hernia operation. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It's like you know, Dan's, uh, Dan's Dan. <laughs> he's got a GoFundMe page up, and if people can uh, can contribute, that's just you know that's just good thing to do. Eh? You know what? And and and. He, he, he made it. Uh, Mary and I were doing our donation last night, and he was really close. Um, and she looked just uh, just a little bit ago, and 
he crossed it. He made his he made his three K target. Oh, that's so cool! Well, come, come, maybe he needs a spleen. Like, <laughs> keep going, people. Oh, keep one, keep one in the in, in, you know in, in the desk drawer just in case. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad I'm I'm I love this industry. That's that's a be- that's a beautiful thing to hear. Isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, I I I, I love Dan. He was super helpful, and I first met Dan back in 2007. Um, and I, I don't know if you remember, like, this is going way, way, way back. I wrote version two of Site Point's SEM kit. Um, and oh, this really? is 2007. And yeah. version one was written by Dan. Uh, and so I had taken over the, like, okay, version two, new author kind of kind of thing. But he was super helpful. And that's as soon as the just the chats we were having while, uh, while I was getting that together and at the conferences afterwards were, yeah, super great guy. I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, did he hit? Uh, did he hit his target? Yeah, um, and yeah. Uh, again, that's wonderful news. This is, but uh, it's a beautiful industry. Okay, do you remember your first year philosophy philosophy classes, Dave? <laughs> do you remember how clever you were at the uh, you know that the, the mind game Schrodinger's cat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the cat dead? Is the cat alive? You don't know if it, 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 it actually basically exists in both states until you know. Yep. Well, Joe Hall has um, introduced um, a philosophical question to uh, to the SEO world. We're going to call it Schrodinger's Penguin. Schrodinger's <laughs> Penguin. Um, and it's actually uh, Joe Hall and John Mueller teamed up. They didn't mean to, but they teamed up and they created Schrodinger's Penguin. So a couple of days ago on Twitter, Joe Hall asked, um, is Penguin dead? Has Google come up with some new link uh, evaluation formula that's uh, gone beyond Penguin? Interestingly, 23% of people said yes, 45% of the people said no, and 32% of the people said not sure. But the thing that was interesting is what John Mueller said. He wrote, things evolve over the years, so all your options could apply. <laughs> Dude, Schrodinger's <laughs> Penguin! <laughs> Um, what I think John is saying is that, like, you know, we talked about this a, a lot. Penguin is built on artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence learns, it goes along and improves itself, it reprograms itself. At least that's what we believe Google's does, if, 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 if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly reasonable to assume that there's been significant changes in what we perceived to be Penguin from, say, September 2017 to January 2019, yeah? Yeah. So, in this case, Mueller's rather cryptic response is actually kind of spot on. Well, that's a, I, I absolutely agree. And you hit the same spot which we did back with Hummingbird, right? Uh, where, where when, when Hummingbird first, first sort of rolled, or uh, not Hummingbird, sorry, Caffeine. Um, but when Caffeine rolled out, and it was like, okay, this was like a brand new sort of core, um, of Google. Well, did Google's infrastructure sort of still live? Well, yeah, but it was it was fundamentally different. So it it, it kind of lived, but it it, it kind of didn't. Right? <laughs> the old one was dead. The new one was alive, but the new one was built on a lot of the old stuff. And I think that's what he's sort of to your point, sort of saying here is, yeah, Penguin's nothing like it it was. 
you know, we pro they probably completely rewritten it and then just plugged it into other algorithms or something, right? Like, I have no idea what format it takes. But if you're asking, is the intent that Penguin was built to solve or, or the problem that Penguin was built to address, is that still being addressed? Yes. Is it being addressed the same way? No. So... <laughs> like, is it alive or is it dead? I, I think it's actually it's a, it's a really really fun way to think about it, and I, I yeah love it. But that, that that was my favorite uh, 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 Twitter exchange of the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, um, but more stuff. I mean, more interesting uh, 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 Twitter stuff with with John Mueller. Um, whether penguins alive or dead. Or maybe it's a completely different bird altogether by now. Um, <laughs> John thinks, and he's probably—I I am actually really agree with him on this. And but but this is a dangerous limb to go out on. Dead birds might hang. Um, John is suggesting that uh, SEOs are focusing way too much on backlinks and mm. not enough on content. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funny how he keeps saying this content word. Yeah. Um, no, but 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 do you? This is a really hard question to ask, and I, I'll admit I've had way too many cups of coffee before going on air. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think we concentrate way too much on links in this? Industry? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, 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 like, just no. I mean, you know what? I, I guess I, I guess it depends how much you're focusing on links. Right, like if you had an SEO, okay, yeah, if you were comparing Dave of today with Dave of 2004, where it was like, I just ripped off that, you know, I was an affiliate marketer, right, like selling acne cream. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, just, you know, copy their content right off the affiliate, say, okay, I'll rewrite it enough that it kind of looks unique, uh, and, and then just links, right? Like, okay, so yeah, if you compare me with then, yeah, but the simple fact is, you need links to rank. If you're in any kind of competitive sector, like any, even the buy, I can't even think of where you'd need zero links to your site to rank, right? So do you need links? Yes. So should you be focusing on them? Yes. Should that be the only thing you focus on? No. So <laughs> it's like to say you think too much about them. Well, how do you know? Some of us do. Some of us don't, right? But do I think links are important? Heck yeah, I've had a client and we've been building content, building content, building content, just building whole sections, hundreds upon hundreds of pages, uh, spot on, fits the user intent, fits the user's needs of both their current client base and future client base, didn't move the needle. Start building some good links and all of a sudden, <laughs> just, just, just like magic, up they go. So it's not just content. Now, do I think the content helps? Heck yeah, right? Like, do I think they needed that content? Yeah, it's helping their users. It's helping their stick time. It's giving me some stuff to build links to, but it's but the links that are moving that needle. Equal. The links move the needle. Yeah. Yeah, the, the content by itself didn't do it. It made my life easier. Now, do I think eventually it would? Do I think they're ranking for more stuff? And I mean on specific queries because they were ranking for new queries. So, yeah, their analytics were going up. But it was supplemental content, so it wasn't conversion oriented. So their conversions weren't moving, right? It was just, which is fine, right? Like it's oh, good, you got more traffic. That doesn't matter. So I mean, fine, your host will deal with it. Don't worry about it. But it wasn't good or bad, 
right? It was sort of a Schrodinger of traffic, right? I mean, we didn't, you know, it was just kind of there. It, it was, it was okay. neutral. Was it okay? Yeah. Uh, but their conversion phrases weren't moving without these links. But again, the content gave us a spot to build links to that were good, natural fits a variety of things because they were resources. So it made the link building a lot easier, a lot more natural. Um, I mean, natural, let's quote unquote. I was looking to build them, but then I had a place where it actually just made sense. <laughs> Rather than trying to fit that square peg in the round hole, it's like, ah, oh, you cover this thing from this region. Okay, well, we talk about that extensively and we have 60 pages on it. Um, you know, okay, and their quality pages that serve visitors. Um, you know, so but at the end of the day, to to say you focus too much on links, who who does? I'm sure some people do. I'm sure some don't focus enough on it, and they're focusing only on content, right? So <laughs> it, yeah. it's a weird statement. Yeah, but and, and and you make a good point. The first thing I saw when I thought when I saw um, John say this was, well, who is this guy he's talking to, and then and what's this person's practice like? Is it a link building practice? If so, well, you know, um, you spent a lot of time thinking about links. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I think he was talking in general about the S, you know, just about the SEO industry in general. And let's face it, for years the SEO industry did obsess on links. Oh yeah, but honestly. That vibe has changed. Like, links are way important. Links are radically important. But, but Penguin, be it alive or dead, back in the day, which was only 18 months ago, completely changed the game around links. It, um, it, it didn't make link building any less important. But um, I think there was, a, there, there, there was a generation of link builders, and it's, it's, I don't mean this to sound crazy, but they actually cared about their work. Whoa! <laughs> you know they they actually put no. I'm, I'm serious. They were putting thought and 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 and, and, and hard work into matching the links up, it, 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 with 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 the content that that or getting you know getting the right links to the right content. Mm -hmm. And I think a that had that really did have an effect on Google, albeit you know given Google's scope and size and can't say how big an effect it had, but I think Google certainly noticed it. And uh, 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 two, how to say this? Um, building good links, strong links, really relevant links will give you a boost. All those yeah. rules still apply. But crappy links aren't going to kill you anymore like they used to. Yeah. And so I think a urgency in the quality in that side of the industry, and I see this in cleanup jobs that we get, um, and not necessarily run link building. I did the cleanup jobs for whatever reasons. Um, but when I run the Majestic Report, I was like, what the hell is that doing there? <laughs> um, I think that a, 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 a quality control that Google used to have, the threat of the big wooden spoon that's going to whack you across the top of the head if you got bad links, mm -hmm. um, that's gone. Um, and so I think there may be a that may also be a component of what John's saying. It's not such a perilous journey anymore. Exactly. So, folks, what we're saying is throw everything you can at the wall, you know, because some of it will stick. Okay, <laughs> no, no, I'm no, not no, saying no, that. We're not really saying that. <laughs> no, I'm not at all saying that. Um, you, might be mis you, you, might, you might be, like, you know, easily mistaken to think Google is. Yeah, it, it is interesting when, when you hear that. And I think it's all in context, right? Like, do I still think that they're 
that link penalties can be dumped on you. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, do I think you need to build good quality links? Yes. Sure. Do I think you need to be worried about those stupid scrapers that you're going to find in your backlink profile if you look? Right. Like the scrapers that just have scraped from somewhere else. Like, I don't know. I write for search engine land and their content gets scraped and then it links to me. Right. Like, am I worried about that? No. But <laughs> Google, Google knows that now. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, and I think that's the kind of stuff they're talking about is unless you're purposely do, trying to do something stupid, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Now, of course, you know, black hat SEOs will configure things so it looks like you're intending. <laughs> but even that's getting very difficult now. So, um, you know, and then there's there's sort of easier ways to negatively impact SEO, like we were talking about with the changing the open date of locals. <laughs> like there's there's just much easier ways to go about um, attacking another site. But we're not going to give people a how-to, and I only mentioned that one because it's been solved. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, speaking of stupid things SEO's got to do, we got to mm -hmm. take a break here on Webcology. <laughs> How's that for a segue? Well done. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's 20 past the hour at the time of recording, so it's a good time to take a break. Friend, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You are listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm the 24th of January, 2019. Stick around. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like the 24th of January, 2019. Dave Davies from Beeswag Internet Marketing. And uh, here's a, a, a cool thing. Um, there is a, uh, a war happening in our industry right now. 
there's a war going down in SEO. So uh, actually, there's a there's a seems to be a war of quality going on between search engine land and search engine journal. And uh, from from a SEO practitioner's perspective, I couldn't be happier about it. Um, <laughs> like seriously, search engine land and search engine journal are are vying to outdo each other to be a really good publication, and it's wonderful to see. I know. You know what? It's it's like the the search wars, right? Like between Google and uh, I know it's not big, but like Bing, right? Um, yeah. Where it's like if Bing didn't exist, Google wouldn't be as good, right? That's just that's that's the long and short of it. Is they have to try and stay ahead, and um, you're definitely seeing that that over on SEJ and SEL, right? Where it's like they both are are vying for the the hearts, minds, and most importantly. Uh, the eyes and impressions um, uh, of readers, and it's really making both of them up their game, uh, and it's 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 just wonderful. Both of them, like both of them, have always been uh, very informative, uh, but the news that they're covering and the speed they're covering it and the the take they're putting is is increasing. And what are they doing? Search engine land just. Uh... If there, if there is a quality war going on between the two publications, Search Engine Land just landed their blow this week with an announcement that um, two uh, really well-known figures in the, in the uh, SEO and the SEM world, uh, Detlev Johnson and Jessica Bowman, two, uh, two veteran SEOs are, are joining uh, Search Engine Land as columnist Detlev as... Uh, Sort of the bridge between um, the SEO world and the developer developer world with his technical SEO and uh, SEO content for developers um, column, and Jessica Bowman, who is really like like Jessica has has been synonymous with in house SEO for what, fifteen years now, 10, 15 years, yeah, um, and she's going to be you know writing about. Uh, uh, working working as an in-house SEO. So congratulations to both um, uh, uh, Detlev and to uh, 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 Jessica. Yeah, and I, I get the pleasure of uh, seeing her next week, which will be great. Um, so I will try and rope her into her show, uh, rope her into, into coming oh, on to our show. Please do. And um, just as a, as a note, just because, heck, I'll do the plug because it's a, it's a great read. She gave me a copy um, when I saw her over at uh, SMX East. Um, and she wrote a book called um, The Executive SEO Playbook that's actually written for executives who have to deal with pesky in-house SEOs. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's no really big words said. Good. Excellent. Well, yeah, it, it's geared to like, okay, here's the KPI you really need, right? Like, which is, is great because it, it, it lets often SEOs, and, and you know that, I'm, I'm focused on the data that I'm looking at. Well, that's not going to be the same data, you know, if you're part of whatever, Huffington Post, let's list them as an example because we can move on to them shortly. Um, <laughs> we will. We will. <laughs> you know, if, if you're there and you're, you know, whatever, VP, right, or, or CFO or, or whatever, these aren't the same metrics, right, that I would be looking at that they'll be looking at. <laughs> so I think it's handy to inform the executive. Here's 
what they're looking at and why, and here's what you should be asking, and they can get you that, right? I mean, that's just part of it. It's, it's a book, right, that covers a lot more than that. But I, I think it is handy, and it's a, it's a pretty good and, and quick read. So, Well, again, if it's, if, it, if it's for the C-level, as long as it has a lot of good charts, numbers, and, and acronyms like KPIs, very <laughs> happy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, th- I spent the morning writing executive uh, executive summaries. <laughs> um, uh, fair enough. I'm a little cynical about these sea level people. Who are these sea level people, and where do they hide them? I want to find them now. I I don't know, but I know that the sea level is a little more protected than than those beneath them. Say at oh I don't know Huffington. <laughs> uh, indeed, if you're <laughs> on the sea level at Huffington, you're you know it's probably okay you're still smoking your cigars still drinking champagne out of out of slippers and and all the stuff that we know that c-level executives at huffington post and aol do okay um there was an interesting thread that's on reddit that's um made it to both uh twitter and to search engine roundtable um john mueller helping people deal with um well basically flaky canonicals did you did you see the story i did yeah i i I found this fascinating. I'd, I'd actually shared it out, and uh, but take it away. This is this is it's a good story. Okay, so canonicals exist to direct Google to the correct version of any given page. Now, um, when you make a page, you're actually making four unique URLs. You use the canonical to tell Google um, which the page contains the original content, the one that you want uh, to rank on in the search, the one that you want all the juice to go through, etc. Cool. Now, sometimes people design web, web pages that Google has a hard time parsing through. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold it. Let me, let, me, let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let me take a step back. Okay, so we've got the canonical saying what the correct page is. Sometimes people move their sites from one URL to another, or they uh, make a new web website, and the URL structure is disturbed for one reason, altered for one reason or another. Okay, mm-hmm. so they need to use a redirect to direct um, traffic that went to the old address to the new right and correct address. Mm-hmm. You would also use the canonical tag to identify that this is the correct right. This is the one that we want to rank. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So. Some web pages or websites are made um, using a technique that uses a base HTML page, but the actual content is contained in JavaScripts that need to be uh, loaded individually before Google can parse through their, their content. Google's gotten good at triggering JavaScripts most of the time, but there are still some types of JavaScript it has trouble with, uh, with loading especially if the JavaScript was written incorrectly or somehow installed incorrectly. So, <laughs> there's a bunch of reasons why a uh, JavaScript pa- or the content within a JavaScript page may not, mightn't get rendered by Google's um, by, by, by Google Spider, by the, by the Google search engine. In this uh, Reddit, and it's, it's a really long thread at Reddit, so it's way worth going and looking into. Um, it's at the technical SEO section of Reddit, our technical SEO page on Reddit. Um, John walks through which types of files will Google will have problem processing or parsing through, and what you as a webmaster can do about it. 
Um, this is actually kind of important because <laughs> um, there's 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 going to be an increasing number of cases um, where people want to like seriously condense the size of their website, but still pack in the pack in the user rich content, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're using Java to do that, but um, frequently the, the again their pages aren't getting aren't getting spidered. They're not getting mm-hmm. rendered at all. Google, Google mm-hmm. doesn't know what's in the JavaScripts. So that's that. Check it out. Yeah, um, it's it's you know I, I read I read through. I'm just going to add it because I'm dealing with a JavaScript site. Um, it's in React, not Angular. Which the case they're talking about is Angular, not not React. By the way, if you're having to pick uh, and you've chosen Angular. Good for you, because that's not where I was at. <laughs> and we did have to do pre-rendering, right? We had to use PhantomJS to, to, to do the pre-rendering. Um, but for folks who, if you are using, um, if you do have a JavaScript base, I don't care, Angular, React, whatever. Um, I it, it was actually, and I gave gold to them, because it was, it's absolutely, it was totally worth giving a little award. Right below John, you're going to see a... Um, post by Pidano, Pidano. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it, it references a plugin for Chrome called View Rendered Source. Now you can you can do this over in you know you can you can see the the sort of DOM after the fact, right? Like you can you can go into uh, developer tools and, and and take a look around and and actually see what's what's rendering through. But if you try and view the source, I, I, at least I know in, in the build I'm working with, if I just sort of I'm I'm on an internal page view source, I see the original like the de- sort of defaults are basically I see the home page no matter what page I'm on. With this plugin, it's really really cool. Because you click it, and it shows you it, it has three panels right on it. It sort, sort of divides up. You remember McDar? And a few of our listeners might remember McDar, how it sort of split up. It used iframes, but this doesn't. Um, anyway, it splits it into three columns. It shows you the raw. So in this case, I'm seeing the code's homepage, or I'm seeing the homepage sort of HTML. The middle one is rendered, and it's showing me what that specific page is doing. So rendered what is the code of this page and then in the in the right hand side it shows me the difference it actually highlights what's changed very awesome so if you if if you if you have to deal with sites that are written in javascript uh download first off go over to reddit find this you know give the guy a a pat on the back because it was it was a really good recommendation um I know I, I I love it. I, I was so stoked <laughs> when I found this because um, I've had to you know I've done it. I've done workarounds. You know I keep you know Firefox you know as Googlebot because then I can view the sources. But this is just so much easier and you can see the difference. Nice and easy. Great for troubleshooting. I'm already looking forward to hitting the next problem for the first time ever <laughs> because I know this will help me isolate it a lot faster. So uh, for our friends, uh, view rendered source. Great little plugin. I just learned about it recently. Um, so if you're dealing with JavaScript sites. Get it, install it, um, and you'll love it. Okay, got a couple of minutes before we got it. We got to go to our, our 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 last break, our second break. Um, you've you've dealt with a lot of publishing, a lot of clients who are publishers, eh? Yeah. So, how desperate were you, and towards the beginning of your uh, your work with them, how desperate were you to get them into Google News? That, that, that was kind of important, right? In, it's in, in, kind in, of in, important. <laughs> um and. I don't know about you, but I mean, I've I've like contorted like like a Cirque du Soleil performer to get clients into Google News. 
in in, in the past. Like like it's it, sometimes it's some serious work to bring them up to snuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> so how would you feel if you if you devoted all that work? Your clients devoted all that work. You've pushed them around. You've told them what to do. They've um they've invested and made sacrifice. You got them into Google News. You're getting that sudden fire hose of of like um information uh traffic or information people who are, who really want that information and they're coming mm -hmm. to your client's page suddenly mm -hmm. and then google news is gone <laughs> like oh my god could you imagine like and google news is gone whoop and then it's gone <laughs> like 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 that's you could i i can't even imagine that eh mm -hmm. you're, you're an seo that might be the case cuz uh because um, well, Google News is thinking of like pulling out of Europe because European regulators have, um, I mean, there's a dozen different ways that, that European regulators have kind of gummed up the way that, uh, that links on the web work, especially in relation to copyrighted content like you might find in a European newspaper. Yeah. I mean, you know that I've, I've had problems with, with Google's use of content. I mean, I've ranted about it, I don't even yeah, know yeah. how many times, where I'm like, no, you, you can't do this, but you can't do that. Anyway, um, you know, where I do think they've, they've taken more than they, and we'll actually talk about one of these, one of these instances just a, in a little bit about video. Um, but in this case here, yeah, the European Union's going, you can't use any of this stuff. Um, this is including images from them. It's including snippets from them. It's including like, you know, you, basically I'm supposed to just go, oh, well, I typed in, you know, whatever my favorite sports team is into, into Google News. And um, now I'm just going to get like, what is Google supposed to do? What do I want? Of course, I want to see a picture of what the team is and I want to know the title of the story and preferably like a little snippet so I know which news items to click on. And they're making all of that something Google could be, would have to pay to do. Well, Google doesn't want to pay to do that. <laughs> so, well, and, um, and, and for what it's worth, like at the scale and can, and consistency, Google publishes information like what every nanosecond. Mm -hmm. Um, it costs a lot. Oh yeah, and and it's just ridiculous, right? Like, I mean, at, at the end of the day, this is exactly like I've never debated since the beginning of Google. Should I have a just title and description tag show up if if possible? Should I have like a little image beside my SERP? Of course I can. Like I, they cross the line. We'll talk about that later. But uh, that's that's never been something that I think anybody's gone. You shouldn't be able to do that. Of course you should. That's how somebody knows that they want to read it. <laughs> like, it's like saying, you know what? I know you're a bookstore, but you can't actually show the cover of books um, or let people read the back so they can see a description of it. All they can read is the title, right? Oh, and don't show the author. Right? Like, oh okay right like that doesn't work that way um so it, it's a case of um you know where and, and I, I i hate this and we see this far too often um where governmental the people in the government responsible for making the laws don't understand what they're what they're doing um do i think they're well-intentioned yes do i think there should be some rules around this yes do I think the government actually needs to hire people who understand what the heck they're talking about and what the implications of what they're doing mean? 
Well, that's a resounding yes. So it is the case, and, and for listeners who aren't in the EU, um, you can you can head over to SEJ or SEL. Both of them, I think, have, have posted pictures, but they've actually started testing. Okay, fine. Here's what our news results look like. And they've actually started feeding it to some users, I assume hoping that those users will throw back against the government and go, this sucks. But it's basically the news results... Um, and they're they're formatted exactly the same as ours, except there's a big empty box where the picture would be in a big empty box where the description would be. <laughs> so basically going, yeah, we'll just start showing users what you're telling us to show them. Um, and uh, let's let's let that that work itself out. I think that was a brilliant move on Google's part to go yeah. let let's let your users see what you're telling us they need to do because we can't pay, right? And, and rightly so, they can't. And it's and if it comes to it, then yeah, it looks as if Google might pull Google News from uh, the European theater, which would be a tragedy for all those publishers who were getting all that traffic. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm sure the Germans have a word for happy medium, which is like really, really long and descriptive. I don't know what it is, uh, but there's got to be a happy medium in between. Um, the 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 and I understand why the, the 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 EU Parliament wants to protect the right of content creators. I'm a content creator. I believe me. I get why content creators' rights have to be protected. But distribution is important too. Like all the, I, I I like writing content that people will read. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> you know. Um, a- absolutely, absolutely, and that's where that middle ground is where. The legislators are coming in with the right intent, I think, but they're not actually understanding what they're writing, so they can't craft the correct solution, right? Which would be, yes, there is a line Google shouldn't be allowed to cross in stealing your content. (laughs) I think we all agree with that. Um, You know, but at the same time, they need to be able to show enough to make a user understand what they're about to click through to. Now, one of the cases that that has just come up, and, and we're not seeing it, uh, full bloom. Barry wrote about this uh, just a couple days ago on Search Engine Roundtable. Um, of course, it was Barry, right? You needed to mention him at least once this episode. Um, and there is a video of this: is Google testing a video light box on videos in mobile search? Um, Barry wasn't able to reproduce it. I wasn't able to reproduce it. I don't know how widespread this test is, but basically, when you click on a video right from the search result, it's just opening up in a light box rather than going through to the video, um, you know, where, wherever it may be hosted, be it on, on YouTube or, or, or any other source you of that what? video. I think I've seen that. Ah. I, I, I cannot recreate it right now, but I do think I've seen that. See, and on, this on is where the- I think they crossed the line, right? Where it's like, no, I produce this video, even if I'm hosting it at YouTube, I want people to my channel because there's other stuff I put there. Right there, there's there's the ad of me in my channel. Uh, so I think this, where it's just like, oh no, you're just taking the value point, but you're not giving me anything in return as the content producer. This is where I I think they start to cross the line. Well, they they do cross the line in my opinion. Like it's not start. But this is you know example number eighty five thousand four hundred twelve of them doing something like this. Um, <laughs> but this is where I think the problem lies, and this is where we need to, to create the where I, I don't have a problem with those rules being created because I, as a content producer, have a right to put my ad around the content I'm producing, even if the ad is just the description of it and my channel where you can subscribe and click more, 
right? Like that's where I monetize and, and I'm producing this. So I think that's where, where Google is crossing the line. Um, so it is something to watch for as somebody who consumes videos as a searcher, you know, of course I like it, right? Because it gets me out of the clutter, but that's the point. <laughs> something needs to pay for me to consume that media. And that's what I think Google and, and often people um, are forgetting is that something needs to pay for that. Even if it's just promotion of, of, you know, my URL on a YouTube channel, something Speaking needs of. to pay for that. Yep. Speaking of something's got to pay for us and we got to do that right about now. So on behalf of Dave Davis from BSR Content Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We got to take a commercial break here on uh, Webcology. We will be coming back uh, after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Jim Hedger from Joey's Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Um, Dave, I think we are about to run across the hard, fast uh, metal wall of time. I'm not positive, but I do think there's a 3 o'clock show coming up after us. Um, up, or we could just stretch it for another 15 minutes. Really? really yeah, to heck with them. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump to this story while we look for other stories to cover. Um, remember a couple weeks ago there was a walkout at Google? Mm-hmm. Like, like Google offices around the world. Zurich, Toronto, Melbourne, New York. Um, uh, 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 Mountain View, etc. People just, you know, walked off the job because uh, Google has, well, not even allegedly, um, Google straight up um, covered for um, several executives who have been outed as um, sexual harassers. Mm-hmm. Um, one, in fact, left with a $9 million golden handshake. Um, much to the consternation of the people he uh, he he terrorized while uh, while being their manager. Um, 
So Google has two types of employees, those who work for it directly and those who are like contractors. Mm -hmm. If you are a Google employee, like like you're employed directly by Google or by Alphabet Incorporated, um, you're sort of like class A on Google campus. If you're a contractor, you're sort of like class B. Uh, I don't think they intended it to be like that, but that's kind of how kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, regardless, class A, class B, contractor, uh, full employee, whatever, thousands of Googlers walked off the job about a month ago. A couple days later, Google goes and um, applies to um, have uh, special protections removed from them. Uh, Obama era protections removed from uh, employees who might have used internal emails or bulletin board systems or other communication tools that belong to the corporation to organize a protest or a union or whatever um, against the corporation. So in the United States, workers have a protection. They can use a company's resources to organize workers um, to protect their rights or to uh, protest something the company is doing, and they can do that without retribution. Google filed a, uh, a motion with the um, uh, uh, Department of Labor to remove those protections from Google employees just days after this walkout. Google claims it has nothing to do with a walkout and certainly has nothing to do with its feelings about, about um, executives and uh, sexual harassment. It's just sort of coincidental, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a very googly response. Um, I know it might look like it, not like it, but no. Um, yeah, I mean, so much for don't be evil, right? Like, <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, on one hand, I mean, and I, I, you know, I, I understand they are a corporation, um, and as a corporation, they are saying you cannot use our resources to to do something that will cost us, right? Okay, but, I, you know, as, as a business owner, I get it. But when you present yourself with a very specific corporate culture, now you can't do that, right? And that's, that's where it hits. And we were kind of talking, it's, it's, it's sort of what Terry was talking about last week, right? Like, if you're going to make a social stand, you better live up to it. And this is one of those cases where don't be evil. We're great. We let our people do what we want. Great restaurants, great community. Oh, but you can't do this. Well, no. <laughs> no, you can't. You, these are conflicting messages. And so you, you don't get to do that. If you want to say the first thing, you can't say the second, right? And that's, that's sort of what, they, what they've hit here. Um, is a case of, as a corporation, I understand why they're saying you can't use our resources to do something that hinders our business. But I understand that. But... Don't pretend you have an open corporate culture with free speech and let your employees do what they want to do because you don't, right? So, so just don't say you know, that. Thing, then. <laughs> for what it's worth, and, and, and just in, 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 in relation to um, this story in particular, mm -hmm. if you find that um, somebody on your C-level who certainly has the ability to buy a bunch of lawyers and stuff... Um, has harassed um, employees. Mm -hmm. 
stop worrying about their ability to lawyer up and fire them. <laughs> fire them without compensation. Fire them. Um, like seriously, don't like 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 don't give them a uh, get out of uh, dodge really expensively card. Just don't sue us. Yeah. Because oh, oh that, I agree. That will, that will make that will make your employees the ones who who had the guts to stand up about this harassment. That'll make them feel even more devalued. And um, I mean, I, I as as I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm 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 understanding the legal implications and how much you know trouble you can get into doing the right thing. But you're the one of the largest corporations on earth. Don't worry about the trouble so much. Just do the right thing. Right. Right. Well, and that's, and like, I, I assume that this actually has a larger, you know, they're sort of seeing the writing on the wall going, okay, you did this. You know, they may even agree as a corporation and go, yeah, that one was fine. But, you know, where does this, you know, stop? Right. So anyway, there is no real right or wrong. At the end of the day, I think both of us agree. Google doesn't have the right to say that if they want to present themselves as a company with a specific and open corporate culture, right? You, you lost your right to do what you're doing right now, regardless of whether you should or should not have that right. You and I could debate that to the end of time and probably have a great time doing it. Maybe we will after the show, but you a hundred percent can't if you're trying to make present yourself as Google is. And you know, that's, that's, I think where they're, you're falling flat on their face. Okay. Well, okay. That, Oh boy! Like I really want to make this joke segue. I really want to do it yeah. because the last one was about sexual harassment. You just can't, you know what I mean? But yeah. speaking of stupid Google moves that fall flat on their okay, um, AMP pages, accelerated mobile pages. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to remember when they were introduced. I think that was probably um, November 2017 or so. I remember because that's around the time I had a heart attack. Um, no, it was back in the summer of 2017, AMP was introduced, and uh, Google pushed hard, because, you know, AMP, the completely stripped down page, mm -hmm. um, year and a half on, um, how focused are you on your mobile AMP strategy? Or strategies, uh, I might say, because you have a number of clients. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, it, it's probably same with you. If you're a publisher... <laughs> then I care. <laughs> that, that about that about covers it, right? I mean, if you're not, I basically don't. Okay, um, now, by now, you've received what umpteen notices at pages that you're responsible for or have been responsible for sometime in the last five or six years mm -hmm. have made it into the mobile index. Mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, I work on that site. Well, good for them. Um. Um. So does that prompt you to pay more attention to mobile-friendly stuff like AMP? You know what? I, I've always been very concerned. And as soon as we switched over and, and, and with the new page speed tools that, you know, that use Lighthouse and you, know, you can get a lot more data, am I paying a lot of attention to the mobile experience and the mobile warnings and the mobile, you know, all of those things? 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, if you're, for now, in, in the current iterations, I can't make what I need to happen happen in AMP, right? You know, in, in a lot of cases, right? Like, with, if, all, if all I'm giving you is information, no problem. But as soon as I'm actually trying to sell you things and move you through conversion paths and things like that, 
no, I can't. And I can't frame it the way I want. And I can't, you know, there, there's just a lot of things I, I can't do. Um, you know, and if you, you know, I'm powering JavaScript sites, that's just a nightmare. That's just a path I don't even want to bother. I haven't tried and I don't want to right now. I, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I've just got this stable right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and maybe it's ignorant of me, right? It, it absolutely may be. Um, now, if you're a publisher and what you're selling is content, then, yeah, that's where it's, to me, of, of paramount importance and all of the purposes can be met in that framework. And I think it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, as soon as conversions are involved in a, I need to sell you a thing and you need to be able to see it in this way with my brand, right? And all that sort of stuff. It just, no. By the way, my mistake, it was uh, mid-February 2016 that AMP was uh, was la formally launched. Right. Yeah. Um, it was August or sometime in the summer of 2016 that AMP uh, started being adopted fairly frequently by webmasters. So my mistake. Um, and the reason I know that was a mistake was your friend and mine, Christopher Jones, uh, published a basically a history of AMP, bringing us up to where we are now with the AMP project and, and how it might be useful to webmasters, publishers, do remember. It was mm -hmm. published on the 22nd of January in Search Engine Land, and um, strong, strong suggests it's an important read. All right, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> you're gonna. Hey, you know what? If I were you, I'd be reading this. I'd, I, I'd read the article before next week, dude. You're on stage with Christopher Jones at SMX, aren't you? Not, not next week. No, we're not. Uh, we're not on the same stage. Um, yeah, we're. I, I, I've got some some Bing folks on there and, and stuff. It's it's gonna be great. Um, you know what? Have you ever? I, I'm used to doing sessions like I did with Christopher, where there's just two of us, you have like 20 to 30 minutes, right? No problem, make your point. Well, in this one, there's four of us, and Barry's decided, because Barry's the moderator, uh, we've each got 10. <laughs> and if you ever tried to pack 20 to 30 minutes of information <laughs> into 10 minutes... Yes, I do it every I, week. Yeah, and you know what I, I will say? It is probably the most fun deck I've ever made, right? Because I'm just like, it's all got to be visual. <laughs> right on. So, so thanks to, to Barry Schwartz for forcing me to, to make a better deck than I think I've, I've done till now. Um, one thing that I wanted to get out as a, as a PSA, because I know we've only got a, got a, a couple minutes left, um, businesses without offices. This just, uh, just was announced yesterday. Oh, hey, we get yep. to mention them. This will be the third time, Barry Schwartz. Um, Google My Business has now created a system. Just head over to seroundtable.com and you can, they, they've actually got a, a gift that sort of shows, walks you through the, the scenario. Um, but basically, if you were like a taco truck or whatever, right, um, and you don't have a fixed location, Google's created a structure for you to get your Google My Business list. Uh, without a fixed address to receive that that letter at, um, you know, or the, or the verification system at. So I, I loved it. I have dealt with this in the past where it's just like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, you, you, you know, it doesn't have a fixed address or like a campground, like think of a campground or, you know, something like that where it's like, it, you can't get mail. <laughs> well, you can't yeah, mail something there. Moreover, there's, there's like home businesses that use, say, post office addresses. Yeah, or post office boxes. Um, I, uh, I run, I run my business out of my spare bedroom, and right. I use a post office, uh, post office box. I'm not, um, <laughs> you know, like 
I'm not getting a Google My Business page for my home. Right. Or from, and I'm certainly not getting one from my post office box because here until, until now, they didn't let me. Right. So this is and now you can. You just have to. Well, I don't even think you have to, but you can go. Here's my service area. Right. Like here's the area that I that I cover. So yeah, I. I there you Entire go. Entire world. <laughs> Do that with a taco truck. Yeah, kind of, kind of hits us a, a little different in the, in our industry, but I, I appreciated it. I, I I like what they just did there because I think there's a lot of businesses. I can think of many of them um, that are like you know one of my favorite places to eat in the city I'm in is Taco Justice. It's a truck. They can't get mail now. They can have a Google My Business listing, and they should right. And they actually are a pretty fixed address. They actually are located normally in one location, so um, they just can't get mail there. So anyway, I'm I'm happy about it and. Uh, there we go. So if you if you weren't able to until now, uh, give Google My Business a look. Um, you may be able to get your business listed now if you uh, are a little more mobile um, and couldn't receive that verification card. Yeah, and uh, just for the record, that was published yesterday in uh, Search Engine Roundtable, but Barry has put so many articles out since then, <laughs> always suppressed off the front page. So get it while it's hot. <laughs> Good point. That's the problem with that guy. He's too busy. Indeed, eh? Okay, we have uh, gone full circle, um, gone around the clock, and then some. Next week, we will be um, coming to you from two different locations at the same time. That's We do that every week, actually. <laughs> um, although this time, one of them will be San Jose. The other one is... Well, I'm going to be drawing up. Um, Dave, you're going to be at SMX, uh, SMX West next week. So either you or Mary will be, uh, will be, will be uh, joining from uh, SMX. Yep. I'll be in Toronto. Um, until then, friends, you've been listening to uh, Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 24th of January 2019. On behalf of Dave Davies from BSOG Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. There's more great stuff coming up after the news, and we're going to talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.